Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another journey into the power of the harvest with Pastor Charles Ellis. Power of the Harvest offers biblical answers to today's questions, all found in the Word of God. Allow Pastor Ellis to guide you through the Word as he teaches with clarity and transparency so that you can not only understand, but begin practicing the Word of God so your life can be forever changed. Now, listen to today's teaching on the power of the harvest with Pastor Charles Ellis. Father God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, Father God, we come to your presence, Father God, we bless you, fill us with the presence, power of your Holy Spirit, Father God, even as we move forth. Father God, we dedicate this word to the kingdom, Father God, even as we speak the, speak the word, we declare the creed that every word that comes straight from you and you only. Father God, I ask you to bless the mouth of this priest as he goes forth, let the word come forth, not to be in myself, but it be the power of the Holy Spirit. Father God, I declare the decree in the midst of what I've been to speak, Father God, it's all of you and none of me. Father God, I'm actually to tame the mouth as I begin to speak that what you call me to speak. Make me a kind of do it that comes from the kingdom. And I speak, Father God, I speak all that you want me to speak in the way you want me to speak. Father God, as I will myself over to you, Father God, during the course of the time, I declare the decree, Father God, that the word that's going to go forth, and I believe according to the spirit, it will not go back void, but it will accomplish and do all that and therein. Father God, I speak these things not myself, but the power of the most high God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, Lord. Amen. God bless you guys for joining me here in my 1145 service. Thank God for the woman of God who went forth an awesome word always has come from the kingdom. She spoke about the process of dealing with the area of more or less in the area of persistence, how you seeking God in the midst of situations uh, and uh, dilemmas, circumstances, whatever it may be. And this is what we're going to be dealing with today, dealing with some of the areas. I'm uh, just talking about what the model prayer says about us as being man of God. We talk about the process and the baptism of uh, Jesus Christ coming forth and the process of baptism coming forth. We see in the scriptures that the disciples begin to be puzzled, a little baffled about how John was actually teaching his disciples to pray and they also wanted to learn to pray also. And I think this is a very important thing for us in life as we teach our children how we have to pray and the way we should pray. And the benefits that come from praying, I think persistent prayer is one of the greatest things we can have in the earth on today. But uh, we're going to focus ourselves over here in the book of Luke. We're going to turn our Bible over to the book of Luke and let's get ourselves in position 
to hear what the word of God is speaking and I'm turned along with you guys. And I want to make sure we all on one accord as we go forth in this word today. Just to hear what he has to say. Not from me, but what's coming from the kingdom. I have to go to the book of Luke chapter 11. And we're going to kind of bounce around here. Not too much, but we're going to deal with the specific scriptures. As I get myself turned in position here. I want to look at Luke. Get yourself to give everybody a chance to gather to kind of get in a group and get together. Wherever you may be, your pens, your papers, wherever you're drinking on, your, your Kool-Aid, your orange juice, your tea, your coffee, whatever it may be. Let's get ourselves in position and just to hear what the word of God says. We're going to operate our son with the uh, different Bibles today as we always do because we want to get clarity in what we're speaking about on today and make sure that what we're saying, it's not about ourselves, but it's coming from the kingdom of God. So we're going to look at the book of Luke. We're going to look at the, one of the books of the book of Luke. Of course, we're going to look at the Amplified um, Classic Edition. And we're going to look at, uh, surprisingly, not really surprised, we're going to look at the Children's Standard Bible. And I think it's going to bring a lot of clarity to what we're going to be speaking about today. But also, we're going to run over to what we call, not in the Children's Standard Bible, but we're going to walk over to the Children's uh, um, children's Bible, uh, ICB. In other words, the International Children's Bible. We've got the International Standard um uh, that standard Bible, we're going to look at the International Children's Bible. That's going to be the ICB. And I'm telling you, sometimes the smallest thing, the Bible says sometimes the mouth of a babe, you know, the truth comes. But I want to look closely at the scriptures. So we're going to break it up and look at it and get some clarity and understanding about what the Word of God is speaking to us on today. Then we may get the wisdom and knowledge and direction that He's so forgiven us in the land and the season where we in. You want to, to kind of uh, give me a second to touch something right here? So we get some clarity on here and make sure we get the proper amp. We thank the word of God for uh, iHeartRadio. As we're on iHeartRadio station, it's a pleasure to be a part of iHeartRadio. For those who have uh, heard about iHeartRadio, you need to go to your actual website, type in heart, iHeartRadio, look at some of the uh, different categories of things they have going on there, whether it's music, hip-hop, all these different things. They, they spread the word in such a way. And they also the gospel station. You'll look on that gospel station on the Heart Radio. And you go to your search bar and you want to put in Harvest New Life Church. It's going to be capital A, uh, capital N, capital L, capital C. That'll get you out right of the two programs we have on there out of Harvest New Life Church. And I think they're doing a good job of spreading the gospel. But not only reach 26 or 36,000 members as we've been uh, actually having, now it goes to 3 million plus throughout all the world. Also, we thank God for XM Radio. That's coming on to be a part of us. Of course, we also run it through Podbean. Podbean is another good station that promotes a lot of things out there with the sound clouds, of course. You know, we roll them also with the area of um, WordPress, and that's getting a lot of information out there to us also, and also radio.c. So we thank God for the opportunity. We thank God for the chance to be a part of the kingdom and the work he's doing in the season which we're in. We believe, Claire, we believe in the that no weapon formed against the word should prosper, and nothing will be able to stand. I want to say once again, and I can't say enough to the beautiful woman of God, Pastor Patty Ellis, who brought a strong word this morning. That word will be coming back again in your entirety uh, on Monday morning at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And also, she'll be back on Monday, on Tuesday. And that's going to actually Tuesday night service, uh, which is called uh, Tuesday Testimony. Why don't you guys participate in that? That's a, that's a powerful service when you get to hear about the, the, the testimonies of people, the things that go on in their lives, the situation that God has brought them to. It lets you know he's no respectful God. That what he does for you, he'll do for them. So we want to believe in the clan and decree that as we go forth in the word, we want to make sure we're going to fall in line and hear everything that God has to say when he's doing the work through his, his saints in the season of the end. He's showing himself in miraculous, miraculous, excuse me, signs, one 
is the miracles. And so guys, what we want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to continue to pray and ask God to show me and direct me the way I need to go. That I may be a part of that particular situation that's going on. But let's look here closely at the book of John, uh, the book of Luke, I'm sorry, at the book of Luke uh, chapter 11. And let's kind of get into this and get some inclement here of what's going on here. And we're going to get some narratives and break down some things here. So now when they were praying, let me just read out the scripture first before we go to actually break down here. It said, now when, they, now when it came to pass when they were praying at a certain uh, place, uh, when they ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples to pray. Now, this was actually, we talked about a certain disciple, they talk about it was Luke. You know, illustrations and all the reading and education, studying, it tells us it was Luke who asked God, you know, it's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples to pray. And the word of God began to declare and decree. We look on the second verse, and he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven. Now, that this is very important that we look at this point right here. When he said, When you pray, make you say, make sure you say, Our Father who art in heaven. You know, and he said, And it said, How there be thy name, let thy kingdom come, that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, notice what he says in the second verse. Give us this day our daily bread, the opportunity to move forth, to know that something is going wrong in our life, somewhere down the line. And now Jesus being the perpetuation from everyone else since an advocate to go between, know that to go through him to get the prayer to the Father. Jesus is constantly tending to listening to the prayer that comes from the saints. Thus, us, that's us here on earth, knowing that the opportunity is always there for us to be able to get correction and righteousness because God is waiting to bless you. The word God tells me, according to Psalms 84 11, there's nothing that God will hold from you that's if you walk all right. But here's the kicker with it, ladies and gentlemen. You got to know how to talk in order to get something from the kingdom of God. Jesus is giving them what you call the skeleton key. I'm not going to say the skeleton key. He's giving them the key to get into the kingdom. Now, as they get into the kingdom, they begin to speak and understand and realize that the way to get around the kingdom is ask the Father for whatever entry you need. What do you need? Health. What do you need? Strength. What do you need? Joy. Not just, not just prosperity in terms of money because we're getting prosperous every day when we wake up. That's really more than we can ask for God. That we get prosperity. That's the that's the tree of life. That we wake up every day, we get the opportunity to have the life to know that we got another chance to be able to speak and declare the word of God in the season which we're in. So what happens when he begins to tell them? He said to them, He said, When you pray, our Father, which are in heaven, how there be thy name. Notice the word how there be thy name, let thy kingdom come. Look here, the will of God. When you're walking in the will of God, everything that comes not yourself becomes of the kingdom of God. In other words, I'm willed over to God. I become an instrument of his use. I become the conduit. I become the structure. I become the design of what God wants me to be. And whatever he see fit to use me on earth, that it may bring forth satisfaction to his people, this is the way I want to be used. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a dummy. Now, God will never treat you like a dummy. Just think about this, ladies and gentlemen. When God does something in your life, he makes it very clear. That's what his numbers, 23, 19 to 21. We even say this all the time. God is not a God, he shall lie, not a son of a man that he shall repent, commanded, given to go forth, and he cannot reverse it. He comes back once again. He talks about the process of how that he's a loving God, he's a caring God. You know, what he do for one, he'll do for another. Everything you see that God done for people in the Bible is an illustration to let us know in life it's possible for us. We talk about Mark 9 and 23, the him that believeth, all, all things are possible. He didn't say some things, all things are possible. I think comes back in Jeremiah 32 and 17, he said, Is there anything do hard for me to do? God let you know that whatever your proclivity is, whatever orange cone, whatever ditch you're stuck in, whatever problem you may have, 
have. You got to know how to get to the Father to be able to get the answer from him. So Jesus began to make the statement to Luke, who came over and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And John taught his disciples to pray. Now, we're going to break that down a little bit and talk about this because we want to know what was going on during the course of time that they were so focused on John, but yet they were with Jesus Christ. What was Jesus doing during the midst of the time he was sitting there and the disciples came to him asking him, Lord, teach us to pray. I believe in my own heart, in my own opinion, God, which is just Jesus Christ, was sitting and getting direction from his Father and the way he should go. Now we look at the story over here. We're going to back up a little bit. We're going to give a little illustration. I want you guys to stay with me because I'm going to present a strong argument. I'm always going to bring an argument about what's going on. I'm just going to give you a bunch of words to make it sound good to you for you. Hoop and holler. I don't need all that today. I need you to pay attention to the ear to what God is saying in the season between in. The Bible says, oh, in one of the barns, the nobles interpretation, he talks about that. He said, now when praying, Luke was taking notice of our Savior praying often. Listen to what he's saying. He was praying often. When you see somebody praying often, and you see such a joy and a happiness in their life, that's something over there that you want. No man can stand still and see the joy in a person's life that they're getting all the benefits, all the joy, all the happiness they can have in life. It's almost like, why are you happy? Because I'm praying to God each and every day. Who's going to guide me to what seems to be the shadows of the valley of death? The Bible says, I feel no evil because of the rod and the staff are with me. They comfort me. They comfort me in the midst of what I'm going through, what I call proclivities, orange cones, ditches, drops, whatever it may be that's going on in my life. I comfort myself in the Lord. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, lean not to your own, but acknowledge God in all your ways, and then some direction will come. God begins to be a GPS in your system. Am I in there anywhere? I'm trying to get you to understand and realize that the plan that God has for you is really more than what you can see. The Word of God makes a strong statement according to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, around that 8 verses, for it is written, the eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. God is trying to get the impossibility into your life if you learn how to first understand that you got to call out to God who's in heaven. The Word of God declares the creeds in Mark, uh, in Luke chapter 11, he says on the second verse, and he said to them, when you pray, now this is whenever you pray, you're not going to get anything to ask of God. Let, let me let me, excuse me, back up on that a little bit. <clears throat> Clear my voice here a little bit. I want to make sure I get clear on this. No man or woman can receive anything from God unless they ask of God. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I believe that made real good sense. How can you receive something from anybody if you don't open your mouth? And then when you do open your mouth, you got to know how to open it in the right way. This is why I heard a man of God, J.C. Matthews, say when you talk to God about certain things in your life that you need to happen in your life, you got to know how to get out on your knees and you know how to talk to God. We want to get out and want to harmonize and pray and say real good and make these echoes. No, talk to God like I'm talking to you right now. Father, I got some things that's going on. I don't know which way to go. 
Father, it looks like every time I seem to go this way, it's a brick wall. I go that way, it's a brick wall. And you said you are God of the impossibility. You said you are God to make a way out of no way. I'm believing and trusting your word. That seems like everywhere I turn, there's going to be four walls around me. But Father God, as you deal with Joshua and you talk him and you brought him to the land, Father God, and you begin to break down that Jericho wall, Father God, just as you gave him a plan that seemed to get in, but seemed to be impossible, Father God, I'm asking you to do the same thing for me. I went to the household and I wanted this house and it seemed like they turned me down. I went to this car dealership, they turned me down. I got an issue that's going on in my life that the doctor and him knowledge just gave me the word that I don't seem to know how to shake. But you said, Father God, don't fear for I are with you. I ride and I stand up and confident you in the midst of whatever it is that you're going through. I'm going to get you to see something, ladies and gentlemen, when you understand and realize that you're in a situation that seems impossible to you. You got to turn to God who's the author and the finisher of your faith. He designed, engineered, and created you to be something really more than what you can see. Am I in there anywhere? God begins to speak to them in such a way that Jesus is now sitting there. I don't believe he's sitting there twiddling his fingers. I believe the disciples were looking on over at John the Baptist and seeing all the work that John the Baptist was doing. It was really helpful to them that now the disciples would begin to catch on and begin to come to Jesus now being a part of his followers and say, look, Lord, I want you to teach us to pray how John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. Am I in anywhere? When you learn how to pray, I got you see my mother always pray, always praying. And that's how I learned to pray. I learned to get on my knees. If I saw her having success in her life and the things she was going through, it seemed like things were short, things weren't going right. Sometimes you come home, you look at the refrigerator, you see a light bulb in there. Am I in there anywhere? 13 in the family, that's a lot of miles to feed. But I come back home from football practice, I'm doing some things I need to do in my studies. And I find there's a whole meal on the table. I'm talking about it's like the woman, the, the, the Sulamite woman, or the, uh, the Syrophoenician woman. Go in the house and you shut the door, pour the oil, first buy all the vessel that you can buy and when you take the instruction from the man of God Elijah you begin to do what he's called you to do God will make a way out of nowhere I'm trying to get you to understand and realize that you work with a, a God of the impossibility it doesn't matter what it looks like in your life you trust in God and lean out to your own but acknowledge him in all your ways God will give you the Jeremiah 29 11 the GPS system to bring you to whatever it is in your life notice what the word of God said he says it so vividly and so candidly how you ought to get the instructions and things you need it comes from the kingdom of God. Knowing him in the process, the word of God said there's not a weapon. He, I mean, he said no weapon formed against this process. But that means whenever you're going through a change in your life, you got to know how to get down on your knees and begin to talk to God about whatever it is that's going on in your life. Am I in there somewhere? I want you to realize and understand that God's got a plan for your life. And it's really more than what you can see. Give, give me a second here. Sometimes the mics get the they're getting to act like something wrong with them. You know, they, they, they get they getting to act like they, 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 don't, they don't know that right. And so what we got to do, we got to put some act right on them. And we put some act right on them. And then they begin to line up and do what God called them to be. Am I in there anywhere? We're going to do a study on this particular area. We really want to get good understanding and wisdom and knowledge about how we should go about it and the way we should go about it. Wanna, I'm going to step you guys up here a little bit. You're going to get a little amped up here, so don't worry about it. My voice carries a lot, so you may see me fading and out on the microphone, but let's get moving here on this particular story and just hear how the word of God is speaking here. He says over in the book of Luke, chapter 11, I was kind of breaking up a little bit, I noticed, but we're going to move forward because the devil is alive. Amen. And his mother, brothers, and sisters, all of them, we lose every one of them in the name of Jesus. The word may come forth properly and accurately to what God has declared us to be and how he told us that we ought to be in a season in which we're in. The word of God also declares in the decrees that we look over here and we look in the second verse of the book of Luke. It says that, that he said unto them, when you pray, 
Say our Father who art in heaven. How be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. This is what it says. The will be done. When you will yourself over to Christ. It's not only your will. But his will. Let his will be done. As in heaven. As in earth. That means I'm totally just dependent on Christ. I have no other way that I need to go. But I'm totally dependent on Christ. In the midst of my situation. I'm believing and I'm trusting God that when I say something to him, he's going to show me just what I need and the way that I need to go. Hold on a second, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're going to trust in God. We're going to lead not to our own, but we're going to trust God in all the ways. He's going to give us total direction and supremacy to where we're going. Now, now, when I'm, now what I'm saying here, and I want to make sure I'm getting clarity in this particular message, what I'm saying because I'm looking at some audio and it's kind of bouncing back and forth but I'm telling you the enemy is trying to get into this word because I know it's a relevant word for the season which we in but I believe there's no weapon formed against it he says once again in the second verse let's make it clear and he said unto them when you pray say our father who are in heaven he said how thou be thy name thy kingdom come the kingdom is coming thy will be done in heaven as it is in earth look what he's saying Everything that you declared has been an ambassador, a man chosen to do the work. When you were chosen, you were already chosen before the foundations of the world. What, what, what prophet, how, how do you tell me that? What man, apostle, what are you telling me in the season with the man? He said, when God called you, when you was in your mother's womb, you hadn't even made the point of being birthed yet. But God knew the gift that he had in you to go forth to be able to gather the harvest, which was truly great. Jesus comes on the scene as being his son to help instruct you in the way you ought to do the work that he called you to do. In other words, what I'm trying to is what you're saying here. He said, according to the book of uh, Hebrews 12, I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. I came to show you that this work can be done. That even when I leave here, there's going to be some greater work that you're going to do, but now I go to my father who's in heaven. Now, as the father is in heaven, Jesus saying and asking the father, look, pay attentively close to what they're praying about because what they're doing is right for you to be able to get your souls in place that when the time comes that you to gather up the harvest they may be in the right position with the right word in them to have the access to what you're bringing them to and now sometimes we have been men who have got we don't look that far in advance we look halfway but we don't go all the way in when the prayer begins to pray and we begin to get relief from whatever it is in our life we begin to back off we begin to slack off but what we should do is keep on pressing on Whenever you seem to get the opponent or the assailant on the ropes, you don't let up off him. You're going to finish him off. Because if you let him up off you, I'm telling you, he's going to come back at you and he's going to hit you with a flurry. I don't know if you remember the fight way back in the days. It was uh, uh, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson had Buster Douglas going, but Buster Douglas came back and knocked Tyson out. But what I'm trying to get to see here, I'm not looking at him as being the devil or the advocate or anything like that. I'm just using an illustration of how when you got your enemy on the rope, in prayer, the Bible says, "Fervent prayers, am I there of a righteous man and woman? It avails much. That means you got to keep on giving them the one, two, three, one, two, three, up, cut back and forth. You got to keep on giving the word to God. That even when things get better for you in your life, you got to keep on giving the one, two, that that ooh, ah, that that hit. You got to keep on breaking them up and breaking them down. Cup them up, cup them down. Don't let them up off the ropes. Because as soon as you get up off it, he gonna come back at you. 
When he comes back at you, gonna come back in the ways that he's gonna harm you in ways that you can't receive whatever God has in store for you. I, I, I know I'm getting some bad audio here. I don't know where it's coming in at, but I know it's cutting back on me. And I don't know why it's doing that, but we wanna find out the procedure and what's going on there. And we're not gonna cut the segment short, but we're gonna break it down. And I know this is a three-part series I'm gonna be dealing with, so I'm gonna just deal with the parts of the one and two on the first part of this. But somewhere, my audio was actually pushing out of the way on me. And we don't know why it's doing that. But I believe as we go into the service, we're going to find out something a little bit more greater. What's going on? Let me, let's take a look at something here. As we take, we're going to pause for what we call, uh, what we call our station <laughs> identification. And we're going to be right back with you, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to kind of get, because we want this word to come through clearly with accuracy, with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And we're going to see just what's going on in this particular area, what's happening here. So I want you to be able to take a pause with me for a while. And I'm going to shoot you guys right back here in just a minute. And I'm going to look at something here because I'm getting some signs from my audio directors telling me it's not coming clear. It's not coming clear. And we don't want to abandon the show because this is a great word. And we know the enemy is always involved in what we're trying to do. But we believe in the class by the power of God and the power of spirit that there is no weapon formed against us should prosper. So give me a minute here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to slip a track in on you guys. And I'm going to just take a little breather here for a minute. And we're going to find out what's going on with this particular um, uh, area of scripture here. Give me just a second. We'll be right back with you guys here in just a moment. such as a celebration on uh, this uh, past Saturday at 11 o'clock. As I sent our mother off to glory, you know, the pleasure to be able to celebrate and know that uh, you know, she crossed over to the other side, you know, some say the transitioning. But I think that the woman of God broke the tape with a flurry of confetti in the kingdom. And now she's going to live her life in the kingdom of God. And it kind of makes me feel good that I got somebody that. Okay, guys, we're coming right back with you here. We, uh, like I said, we've been, uh, we got some bad thunderstorms moving here over here in the metroplex area. And 
this afternoon. It could be interference, it may not be interference, but as we said, no weapon formed against the word of God should prosper. And not that she'll be able to stand, so we're going to move forth on what God has given me this uh, afternoon to give to you as we continue to move forth. The audio directors are looking at some things, and we just kind of, we're not going to try to worry about it. We're just going to get into the word of God, and we're going to stay forth. We're going to hear what he has to say. As this word of God declares and decrees once again over here uh, in the book of, um, let me clear something out here. It may be something in this particular area of scripture that's causing something, but we're going to push something out here and we're going to look at it closely, pull something out here. And as it says over here in the book of, um, of Luke, uh, chapter nine, um, uh, y'all see, I'm kind of hesitant because I'm looking at this thing and it's kind of giving me some acts, but I don't want to get all that going online. Let's just go ahead and move forward. It said when it's praying, what God says, when it was praying, the word of God says like this. He says, uh, we hope that's going to be something that's going to get it going. And get, like I say, once again, it's my apologies. We don't want to bring anything to you that's it's disruptive and out of order because I know you guys had a tentative ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And we're going to move forth on this word. Let's pick it right back up to what we left off at. And let's get right back into the word here. And let's look at the book of Luke once again. We're going to kind of, now we're going to put the gas to the pedal a little bit because we had this interference to come in. So we got to kind of push, we got to kind of mash the pedal a little bit. So let's go back, let's go back in the book of Luke. Let's go back to the book of Luke. We had to pull some things down and let's look at the scripture here once again. Now, now, Pastor Ellis. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, uh, uh, this apostle finna push. Now I'm going to step and I'm going to mash on the gas a little bit. I want you to stay with me. In the first part of this particular scripture, we talked about Luke and the process of how he said to him, so John the Baptist baptizing more than him. And uh, the, the, the Luke, which one of the disciples came for when they began to cease from being praying, he came over and he asked him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. And we're going to look at the uh, another era of the Amplified Version. We're going to go over to the Amplified Version. I might be moving a little quick here. I want you to stay with me, though, because we got most of it out of the way that we should have. And we want to make sure we get accuracy in what we're saying here. And then it was praying in a certain place. This is Amplified Version, Amplified Classic. Then it was praying in a certain place. And when he stopped, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just, look, he said, just as John taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, Our Father, who are in heaven, how there be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He on earth as it is in heaven. Now, now in the, now in, in the amplified version, he said, let thy will be done. Hold, holy and receive. Look, held, holy and receive. It's in between the very part of it says thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It says, it says, held, holy, and received. That means in the process of praying, when we say something, we got to make sure what's in our heart is taken note and has been held there. We talk about how the heart, the heart, how God makes the heart before he makes the man. We understand that from a, from a, from a physical standpoint of view. And we look at, we know that heart, the first thing to form in the body was the heart. We look at a, a woman when conceived, she goes to the doctor, defines the heart. So everything else revolves around the heart. So God's deal with the heart. And he says in the third verse, he said, give us our daily bread, the food for tomorrow. 
Listen to how he said this. The daily bread is the food for the morrow. The word to get us what we need when we're going forth. I don't know about you, man, but anybody else. I'm like the man of God in Houston, Texas, you know, says Apostle Oscar Walker. When I go to the word of God, I'm just not looking to break something down from an educational point of view. I'm going in the word to get something to eat. I'm going to look at something to eat. Like a person goes into the refrigerator and they're going to scout and look and see what they want. I'm going in the word of God to see what I want to eat. It's not, see, my word is not tailored through the Holy Spirit to give them what I feel from my educational point of view. It's whatever God tells me to get out of the refrigerator, which is his word. And I want you to cook it and I want you to give it to him. God knows how to prepare meals. So in the process of preparing the meal for you, I have to rely on God and whatever it is that I'm doing to know that it's through him, everything and all things are possible. The word of God declares the grace. And again, over on the fourth verse, he said, give us, forgive us our sins as we forgive also forgiven everyone who has indebted to us the key to receiving the kingdom principles and the power and the presence of the holy spirit is knowing how to forgive you got to be able to forgive you get you got to get away from that negativity that mindset that jealousy that hard hardness all that stuff that they taught you it'll bring it will bring havoc on your life hear me when i'm telling you this ladies and gentlemen don't ever get among people that's angry all the time people who separate themselves from you people who don't want to be a part of what you're doing go where you're celebrated not just tolerated those people who want to be angry that look i'm gonna tell you something they'll never get as far as they ever go they'll never see the full fruition of their vision your vision, by the way, is not anchored on the size of what you have. God don't give small visions, whether it be uh, two or three people, whether it be four people or it be a thousand people. Whatever vision God gives you is not small. But the imagery, when people look at the bricks and the mortar, the size of the church, this, that, and the other, and you see all these Facebook posts about this and that, and that don't, that, that's not what you look at. Your job is to focus on the kingdom. Whatever your gift is, ladies and gentlemen, hear me when I say this, please. Whatever your gift is, whatever your anointing is, whatever it is that God called you to be, you're number one on this list. And when you got that gift, you got to know how to spread it with love, sincerity, and you got to know how to have obedience. And you can't have what you call clicks, club, titles, games, and positions. You got to be what you can be to move that gift around. That God will continue to grow that gift. Am I in there anywhere? The word of God declares in the scriptures in the book of Luke, there was a man who had a tree uh, and then he had a vineyard. And he said every time he came to get fruit from the tree, you know, it was no fruit on there. And he told the vineyard keeper, look, cut the tree down. The vineyard being like Jesus Christ said, no, don't don't cut pastors down. They'll cut John, Jane or Judy down because I still used to got use for them. That mean, they still, you still got use of whatever life you've been living, whatever wrong you've been doing. God still got a plan for your life. It really does. Because God said, even though they have done wrong, made bad choices and their life to seem all messed up and tore up from the floor, up, I still can dung them. It's the, the gift that you put in them, according to Jeremiah 1 5, is yes still there i can still use them for the purpose of my kingdom it doesn't matter how bad you have been how far out you went god can just still reel you in and bring you what he wants you to be you got to believe and declare in the season which you're in that is no weapon formed against you am i there and nothing will be able to stand you got to believe and declare that god's got a plan that supersedes far beyond more than you and i can imagine or think of god has always got something in place for you that even when you're in the midst of how far you down in the ground, you can be sold out. You can be so out of it. God can still pump light down to you and bring you out of a critical situation. As we go back to the scripture, we begin to look at this a little bit more closer. As we come out of this fourth verse, he says over there, he said, when you pray in the John, which was what Luke was his disciple. He took notice of his savior praying often. He saw God praying often. This is the baptism of, 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 of
you know, at the baptism and he was praying, Luke has taken notice of the say of praying often. See, when you see people praying often, you want to know how to pray, especially when you see results coming out. Oh, we get some results out here. We get fruit out here. That's one thing that my apostle taught me to preach and how to do it. He said, man, first of all, you need to teach your people to pray. Before you put a vision in place and do anything, teach your people how to come together and pray collectively. To be all on one. The Bible declares and decrees, thus at the baptism, when you look at Luke, uh, uh, Luke, uh, three around that third chapter and the 21st verse, he brings astonishing understanding about how you as man and woman, God ought to be in the midst of your prayer. If you go over the book of Luke three and 21, I know I ain't got much time with you guys because I know this little interruption took a place on this, but we're going to get there. If you go to your Bibles in Luke uh, 21 and 23 in the King James version, he said, now when the people were baptized and they came to pass that Jesus was being baptized and praying, the heavens was open. Listen to what he's saying. Now it came to pass that when the people were being baptized and it came to pass that Jesus also, look, being baptized and praying, the heavens were open and the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the body in the shape of a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which is said, thou art my beloved son and thee I am well pleased. See, when you pray, you want, you want that. You want the presence of the power of the spirit to be upon you. You want, you want to be pleasing to God that everything you do is the way he wants you to do. And even when you fall short, remember, he said, don't worry about that, but I ain't giving you a license to sin, but I want you to understand to walk closer to me as you can. Apostle Paul tried to do the best that he could, but there was one person that ever walked the earth that was perfect. And that was Jesus Christ. None of the disciples, none of the, none of the, none of the priests, nobody had the opportunity to walk the kind of walk that Christ had, but Christ wants you to come closest as you can that when you do fall short of the journey he can put you right back on the saddle and get you going David has a man David was a man at the God's own heart but he fell off with Bathsheba and some things he got into so was his son Absalom and God had to deal with them so happened to, to Enoch and Enoch being man walked with God and God took him but in the process for Enoch being took Enoch had some issues that was going on Moses had some issues I mean all this had issues in our life all of us got something we're dealing with but god is giving us to understand that when we pray understand that he's a father in heaven and when we walk according to his will his purpose and the power that even when we come into things god can deliver us whatever it may be because now god has an understanding realize that we're not going to continue to keep on going doing the same thing we got a heart for him that we are quickly to get on our knees and repent and ask god to forgive us for every sin that's in our life am i in there anywhere the Bible says, this is, my, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And Jesus himself being to be about 30 years old, some say 31, 32, in the age of being, and he's supposed to be the son of Joseph, which was in the, in, which was, which was, in the was the son of Hela, you know? So, so we talk about most of the, most of the ministries you see in the world today and, and, and my ministry and, and myself, my ministry didn't start taking off till I was like, and I'm, I'm out at 34, 35. But most great leaders, you know, you see a lot of these videos and you see these little kids and they now they're praying and they're doing all this. They mimicking what they see because now the Holy Spirit 
that hadn't really come fully in them to get them to understand how they're supposed to come into their own form. All they're doing is mimicking and seeing other people do things. They see them getting the Holy Ghost. They're going to get the Holy Ghost. They're going to jump around and shout. I'm trying to get y'all to understand something. The full effect of the Holy Spirit is usually upon the life of a person around the age between their 30s and 32 or 33. You see some younger, but most of the time it's between the age of 30. Even though they start young, the full effect, the maturity of the Holy Spirit doesn't get to them around their 30s. I mean, all the the men of God you see in the Bible that came to full effect, Isaiah, Jim, all them guys came in effect around the same time, 32, 33, 24, I mean, not 24, but 32, 33, 35, you know, in myself, almost all other great pastors I know. I look at Bill Winston, I look at Charles Stanley, I look at all them guys, uh, Creflo Dollar, all their ministries came into full effect in their 30s. So when you see young kids doing these things, they hadn't come to full comprehension of what they're doing is of God. They mimic what they see. And this is how sometimes we get so sidetracked. We look at them and notice if they can mimic it, why ain't we mimicking it? And being there to put it to authority that we can do it and walk right with Christ. The word of God declares, it comes over here in the fourth verse once again. He say, And he says on the fourth verse, I want to make sure I get back over here and get right with you guys. He said in the fourth verse, he's in giving Forgive us our sins, for we also forgiven everyone who's indebted to us. Now, this is amazing right here, because the word of God says in the book of Romans that all have fallen short. We all have something in our life that's not quite right. We all had trespasses and sins. We all have walked away from things that, that wasn't right like Christ. We have all went astray. Matter of fact, when you look at the book of Ephesians, Ephesians later. Is it out so plain and so clear, especially when you have people who feel like, well, I, I, I'm a holy this, I'm a holy that. Well, you are. But God said, yet and still in your holiness, you still got flush. In the midst of the flush, you still got to work. Now, I ain't saying that you ain't got, you, you can't walk right with Christ. But but God is saying that that flush can't make it into the kingdom of God. Galatians make a strong statement, said you, you, the flush in the spirit. They fight against one another that you might do the things you will. Because the spirit flush, uh, lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. So long as you're in the flesh, there's going to be things in your life that you're going to have to deal with being a man and woman of God as we go forward. It's not an easy walk. And anybody told you faith is easy, they done lied to you. Faith takes work. Am I in there anywhere? Show me a man that says he has work with no faith, um, faith with no work. Then I show you a man faith is dead. You got to be able to get works in the process of working. There's things that's going to happen and have havoc in your life. You got to be able to stand up to the plate and believe to realize that God's got a plan. According to Jeremiah 29, 11, it's really more than what you can see. And when God gives you that kind of plan, he wants you to go forward with the understanding and realize that he's there with you, that he never leave enough for sake. Even when you fall and you stumble, God's yet there to pick you up and bring you back in the right place. That you need. All you need to do is not to open your mouth. And ask God for forgiveness in the midst of your sin. The word of God makes a strong statement, not taken away from Luke 4, I mean Luke 11. He goes over here in Ephesians 2, he said that when we were quickened, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Let's make note of that. Where in past times, we walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince, come on somebody, a power of the air, of the spirit, and now working the children of disobedience. You was there, I was there. Go back to the book of Romans. He said, for all has fallen short. Am I in there anywhere? You got to look at the book of Romans. You got to look at it in, in such close proximity that you got to see what it's saying. Every one of us in the position of not being right. Everyone has got something in our life that we all fall short on. So we can't gouge our eyes, kick, scratch, and bite at nobody. The Bible said we got to learn how to sweep around our own back door. In the midst of sweeping around our own back door, we are realizing and understanding that we all have things that we got to deal with. 
We can't continue to look at another person's sin and our sins are all jacked up from the floor up. I need to check up from the toe up. I mean, up from the floor and toe up. The Bible declares in the creeds, and you look at uh, Romans chapter 3, if you want to go over there, not forsaken, I said Luke 11, you got to look at Romans chapter 3, and he says in the ninth verse, he says, for what then? Are we better than they? No, no by no wise. We all have been proven, both Jews and Gentiles. That look, look, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There are evil Jews, not evil Gentiles. Can I, can I, can I keep it real with you? There are evil and hateful Christians, and now evil just now even hateful Jews. Go to the book of Galatians and see what Paul had to deal with on the time he came to Galatia. He called them, man, look who has bewitched you over in that third verse. Who led you to believe that Christ who once lived is not doing the same things he done? Christ made a word to him. Say, when I go to heaven, I'm going to leave a greater anointing on your life. And greater things that you may do because now I go to my father. Here come the false Judaizers. Here come the, here come the false doctors coming in and trying to train and Teach the people other than what Christ taught them when he was on earth. Christ taught, Christ taught all of us how to be authors and finishers. To be able to do what God designed us to do and engineered in such a way that it's impossible to have. It's a fail-safe system. Am I in there anywhere? The word of God goes on and says over here, and we go back to Romans uh, quickly because we're going to go back over to book 11. I apologize once again for the short delay about the system. We're going to get that right, but this is a state-of-the-art system, and I got faith in it. I believe God put it together, and I know the enemy is trying to get his grubby hands in it, but we believe we've announced him in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood that no weapon formed against this ministry or this particular church or meetings that we have shall prosper. All the men and women of God, we're covered in heads in the power of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that not an imp, a devil, or a phantom can come in and stop that what God has called us to do. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, over here in this particular area of scripture over in Romans. He said, what then are we better than they? The word of God declares that we all not think of ourselves better than, we're not all to think of ourselves and be more high than we all to think. But we'll be sober-minded, being loving, being kind, believing, declaring the creed that everybody's got the right to the tree of life. The Bible said, no wise, for we have both been proven, both Jews and Gentiles, they are all under sin. We're all under sin. As long as you're on this earth walking, you got some stuff that comes from S-I-N coming at you. And then it doesn't matter how it is. See, sins don't carry categories. And some people like a label sin. Sin is sin. How deep, how high, how strong. Sin is S-I-N. And God has got the power to deliver you from every part of every S-I-N that's in your life. The Bible declares in the creeds in the 10th verse, for it is written, there is none righteous. Now, this is the word of God saying this. There is none righteous. Now, he's not just talking about the Romans and the Jews. He's talking about you too. So you got to take the word and put you in it. Some of us want to be scholars and say, well, he was talking about them and them dispensation of time. No, he's talking about you right, right now. That everybody is in the point of being unrighteous. And all of us are formed short because of sin. You know, anybody without stone, anybody without sin, cast the first one. You can't throw no stone at nobody. But we got to come together and believe what the word of God declares according to the book of Psalms 133. How good is for men to dwell together in unity. We got to be unified in the body of Christ. Not bickering and hating and fighting and kicking and scratching, but be unified. Let me get through this thing quick because I got to get out of here. He says in the 10th verse, for it is written, there is none righteous, not one. For there is none that understand it. There is none that seeketh after God. Come on, somebody. There's all gone out of the way. They are all become unprofitable. There are none that do it good, not one. The Bible declares in the creation of 13 verse, for their throats are open sculptures. Their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. 
We have all had spicy language. We have all criticized and talked about people in times past. But I hear the word of God declaring the creed over there in that word of book of Luke chapter 11. When you pray, pray like this. Our father who are in heaven, am I in there? How thou be thy name, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us this day our daily bread. Get the asp up under our mouths. Forgive us our sins that we have been given for everyone that indebted to us. For lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from every amount of evil. Am I there? And he said unto them, when you, he said, he said unto them, which of you should have a friend and should go unto them at midnight and say, friend, lend me a load. Now that's when we got to cut it off at. This one, we'll pick it back up in the fifth. Because most of us got to really go out and realize and understand that if somebody's coming on a long journey and we're going to get bread, look here, if you lacking something in your life, baby, you need to find somebody that got the kind of loaves and bread that it give you. Am I, I'm talking about the word of God. The Bible says faith coming by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. I'll go to the man of God named Apostle Oscar Walker, Bishop Raymond Johnson, Pastor Sam Finch Roy, these great men of God and show me that when I'm lacking in my journey, I got to go ask somebody to get the kind of bread that I need to go for. Am I in there anywhere? You got to go and ask a neighbor. When you ask a neighbor, you got to believe that when you ask them, you got to get with somebody that you got to be persistent in your knocking. The Bible said the man of God, I'll knock with importunity. You got to keep on asking the man of God. The Bible say, when you ain't got nothing right in your life, you got to know that God says that whoever asks in my name, it should be given. Seeking, you may find. Knocking the door will be open. God said, I set before you an open door, according to the book of Rome, Revelations. And that no man closed and no man can shut. Baby, you got to know where you can get the word and get it lined up. You can jump in the corner and be self-sufficient if you want to. But I'm telling you, man, God, when you get on the island by yourself, that's when the demon begin to shoot darts at you, cause you to fall, cause you to ricochet. And you got to be careful how you let your words out to people who don't know anything about you. They're going to always ridicule you as being a man or woman of God. Am I in there anywhere? You ain't no better than Jesus Christ. They talk about him. They're going to talk about you. Your job is to be focused and keep on moving straight ahead. And as the word of God says, stay your lane and keep it moving that's a powerful word in the season that you're in anytime you get outside your lane you're subject to things that can happen to you in your life you got to learn how to move in ways that you never moved before you got to look beyond the very things that are around you being a woman of god the bible says, yea though i may walk through the shadows of the valley of death but i'm a man of god that fear no evil am i in there anywhere the bible says according to psalms 27 i fear no man who is any man that they can do anything to me i am beginning to walk and move and declare that god got a plan for my life and I got to believe and understand in the midst of the season which I'm in that I'm a person designed to have no kind of weapon formed against me he said no weapon what did he say no weapon formed designed engineered or created against you as being a man or woman of God to walk in the very full fruition and what God designed and engineered you to be in the season which you're in sometimes you got to get yourself up out of loader bar and you got to know how to get up on your horse and you got to move man or woman of God and you got to put blinders on and quit looking in the other lane and trying to be like this that and the other and know that God got a plan for your life I'm, I, I'm not I can't keep talking to you about this but I do want you to join me on next Sunday as a word of God begin to pour forth in the season of which we in they know that God's got something far more greater than you can imagine even understand quit falling short of the gift that God has given you quit falling short of the blessings God has for your life they learn to realize that God's got a plan for your life and it's really more than what you can see am I in there anywhere God got so much in store for you that you got to be able to raise up in the season that you're in. You got to believe and declare that I am the great. I am a part of the great I am. I am called to do the work in a season which I'm in. 
We know and believe that God's got something far more greater than me and you can ever think or even imagine. The Bible says, for eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. It's not even in the heart of any type of man, no kind of flush. The things that God has in store for them that love him. You got to love Christ, ladies and gentlemen. I know we've been having some distortions in the system, but I hear the Holy God. I hear the Holy Spirit tell me, which is the Holy God. And I say that with, 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 with all loving and kindness. We got to believe that when we hear the word of God, that we got to believe when God gives a command that comes from the kingdom, we got to believe and hear what he's telling us. And I hear the Holy Spirit telling me whatever is going on in your life. Am I there? God is trying to get you to see that you're really more than a conqueror. What you are in Christ Jesus, the word of God telling me, give them a model prayer and give them a call to the kingdom. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Most of you know Christ, but you don't know him like you should know him. I don't know him like I should know. Him. I'm still learning each and every day to go forward. What God has called me to be and designed what he engineered me to be in the season which I'm in. But I want to drop this word on you. That's called the word of salvation. And I'm telling you, man, the woman of God, you can take this word and you can use it in any way you want to use it because God got some things for your life. And it's really more than what you can see. Am I in there anywhere? The word of God makes a very strong statement in terms of knowing what the word of God is and how he truly called you to be the disciple for his kingdom. To know the plan he got for you supersedes far more than you can imagine or even understand. God wants you to be lifted up. God wants you to be a part of the work that he's called you to do in the season at the end. Then know that is no weapon formed against you. There is nothing that can prosper. Nothing will be able to stand. That he wants you to go flawlessly in the season which God has called you to go in. I got a word for you, ladies and gentlemen. The word of God tells me as you come together with me and begin to give this appeal as the word of God tells me, give the appeal to the people. The word of God tells me God loves you. Am I in there anywhere? I want to get my music too loud here in the background. I want to get my engineers to bring that music down a little bit because I want you to hear what I'm saying when it comes out giving a prayer of salvation. Most of you didn't get a chance to be in with the morning meeting as we actually do our actually supper, you know, first supper that takes place here. And join in with us. You know, get your little grape juice and get your little bread and things and come on and get with us on first Sundays when we do our actually uh, 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 bread calling, uh, give our elders to actually take it out communion in the body of Christ. The word of God says, I want to get this in real quick for you. He said, Your prayer of salvation, God loves you, and sin separated you from God. Jesus died for your sins and for my sins that we may have the right to receive them as being the God is ahead of our life. Remember what the model prayer says, Our Father in heaven. The Bible says, If you confess your sins with your mouth and believe in your heart, now that's Luke 10. In chapter 9, you shall be saved. The Bible says that when you pray, you pray out loud. And this is what I want you guys to do. Pray with me out loud on this. Let's go. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of every one of my sins. I'm asking you, Father God, to come into my life and heal me for whatever it may be to stop me from being what you want me to be. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe you died for every one of my sins. And you were raised from the dead. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for saving me in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Now listen to me. You don't take this word to the corridors and the aisles of your church of people that's already saved. Look, you go to the world. You go to your Walmart, your Kmart, all these places out here that you have that people don't know about the word of God. And you begin to bring it to them. This is why it's good for you to know the model prayer and say that over and over again. Because you never know you would have to catch somebody by the hand out at Walmart and give them the very uh, prayer of salvation. 
There's nothing wrong with saying this prayer over and over and over and over again because you need practice at it. The more practice you get at, the more God will send you out to be evangelist. Make yourself some cards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, invite somebody to come to your local church. You know, invite them to talk to them about the Lord. Give them your name. Give them your email. You know what I'm saying? Don't give them your phone number, not yet, but give them an email. Have them to contact you. Mail them some scriptures. Ask them if it's something they want to do, something they've been thinking about. Invite them to your pastor. You know, minister to them. Help them out. Get your social groups going. We at the Harvest New Church, we like small church groups. We like house ministries. So we do something far more greater than what you call the bricks and the mortar. We go from house to house, ministering the word of God, and helping people to grow in that season which we're in. God's got a plan for each and every one of you guys. I'm telling you, the plan is so more greater than you can imagine. And we got to believe and understand in the midst of where we are, there's so much more than what we can see. I am Apostle Charles Ellis here at Harvest New Life Church in Harvest New Life Studios here in the city of Dallas. It's truly a blessing for you guys to join me. I want to say another apology about some of the discrepancies in the system. We're actually moving forward. But I want you guys to prepare and be with us on this coming um, Monday morning. And Monday morning, we always do what we call our morning devotionals. So those morning devotionals only run from Monday through Wednesday. And then the rest of the week, we get into some other areas of subject to hear what we call our HNLC news. We love you guys here at Harvest Night Church. On behalf of the woman of God, uh, Pastor Patty Ellis and myself, we love you guys. Hey, give us a donation. Come in. You know what kind of work we're doing here. We're possibly doing a lot of great things. We don't show our hands to a lot of people because we know a lot of people don't want to see us move forward. But that's all right. Because the word of God tells us, know what he say? Know what? Know what? All right. There's no weapon form. He said, no weapon. None. And form against us should prosper. We as men and women, God, we walk in the supremacy and authority and the power of the Holy Ghost. And we believe in the season with the end that there should no stopping us now. You can't stop what God has already created. We're designed to be a Mack truck and everything in our way that's not with us. We're running it over and we move it. God bless you. God keep you. We thank you. And for the man of God, Pastor Oscar Walker and all my good friends, Pastor Sam Fitzroy out there at that Mount Olive Church of Plano. You got to get out and see this man of God. Uh, Ron Shaw out there at 2606 John West Freeway. And if you're ever in the city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you need to get out there on Wilburn and see the man of God at Living Faith Christian Center, Bishop Raymond Johnson, who's usually uh, a message coming out for all you to be with him on Wednesday night. And you can catch my last satellite. Teaching everyone is here once again. God bless you. We love you. You guys take care. <laughs>